Are you in the real estate business and find yourself bogged down with tasks that keep you from focusing on what truly matters like closing deals and growing your business? Well, we have the perfect solution for you. Meet REI World Solutions Virtual Assistants. These are not just any virtual assistants. They are professionally trained, monitored, and managed to get the job done, allowing you to accelerate your business to new heights. Imagine having a dedicated assistant taking care of the things you either don't want to or don't have the time to do. Sounds like a dream, right? Here's what they can do for you. One, call or text prospects. Yes, they will do the prospecting for you, be it cold calling or texting, saving you a ton of time. Two, gauge prospects for interest. They will contact and vet your entire list, identifying the prospects most likely to convert into customers. Three, provide detailed lead information for follow-up. Once they pinpoint likely customers, you get notified in real time, allowing you to follow up immediately and close more deals. That's not all. These virtual assistants are real estate specialists with experience spanning real estate investors, property management companies, brokers, agents, and service providers. They are driven by core values of integrity, preparedness, stellar customer service, and a dedication to growth and learning daily. So why wait? Let the REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistants, be the backbone of your business, helping you scale and grow with meticulous attention to detail. Remember, with REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistants, you're not just hiring help. You're building a culture rooted in mission and goal setting, a culture that stands tall on professionalism and a strong focus on customer service. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance, your partner in achieving your business needs and goals. To get started with REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance today, visit moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. That's moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. It's time to take the leap towards a more prosperous business. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance. Are you a real estate investor looking for that perfect financial partner to fill your property ventures? Or perhaps you're a lender eager to dive into a lucrative investment opportunity? Well, I have some exciting news for you. Introducing the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program, the dynamic platform that bridges the gap between real estate investors and a network of private and hard money lenders, creating a win-win for everyone involved. Here's what you can look forward to. For investors, one, capital fuel. Get essential funding you need to make your property ventures a roaring success. Two, financial partnership. Forge vital business relationships and step up your financial freedom game. For lenders, one, Diversified Investment Portfolio. Lending to real estate investors not only diversifies your investment portfolio, but also potentially increases your overall returns while reducing risk. Two, attractive returns. Enjoy higher interest rates compared to traditional lending options, giving you the potential for significant returns on your investment. Three, access to qualified borrowers. Save time and effort in finding and vetting real estate investors. The platform connects you with a network of dedicated and experienced investors, increasing the likelihood of successful ventures. So, whether you're looking to request a deal funding or offer funding solutions as a lending partner, the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program is your gateway to the world of opportunity and rewards delivered right to your email inbox. Ready to embark on a more prosperous real estate investing journey? Get started now. Visit moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. That is moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. Take your first step to a bigger bottom line with United States Real Estate Investor Lending. That is United States Real Estate Investor Lending. Universe. 
Media. Network. 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 baby what's going on what's hey going on? welcome to money is funny where we have a relaxed but important conversation about money and life and how we can make the best decision with both i'm michael anthony i'm joined with my homie armand chrome baby and today's topic is deciding if you should get married and the financial benefits of it which will show you that money is funny mm-hmm. armand, what's good baby how you doing Man, I, I'm just super excited for this show because I love talking relationships. Maybe we yeah, should have yeah. did like a relationship slash money podcast or whatever the case may be because I love talking relationships. Although I do think I might get canceled by some of the stuff I have to say about it, you know, because. Why do you think you'll get canceled? Because what, what are you doing? Because I'm not afraid. I'm not one of them dudes that's going to sit on the side and let women just bash us like we just no good. We the horrible ones. But if you do understand, if there's a valid point, you do listen. I do mm-hmm. listen if there's a valid point. But okay. you know, just like, like you know, when I when I talk about like relationships and if it's 50-50 and all that other good stuff, yeah. like if you can't say it about a woman, you shouldn't be able to say it about a dude. Like if you say something like, you know, women are smarter than men, like seriously believing that women are smarter than men. Like, if I can't say men are smarter than women, then you shouldn't be able to say that women are smarter than men. Like, we have our attributes. It's, I, guess, it is I, I, I understand that. But you also, you know, the the, the, uh, the the phrase is that, you know, poor people, poor people could talk about rich people, but rich people can't talk about poor people. I, I, and, and, you know, and people shouldn't bash fat people. However, I, fat people could talk about skinny people. Oh, you skinny. But as soon as we start talking about, like, this is the things, you know, we can't really have the back. We can't punch down. I got you. Ooh, are you punching down to a woman? What are you trying to say, Mike? Oh, I'm what are you trying man, to say? No, I'm mansplaining to you. <laughs> I might get canceled for man explaining to you. <laughs> so I brought I brought I brought that up with some of our friends, but at the same time, a marriage yeah. is supposed to be 50-50 partnership. So True. we're supposed to leave all that outside. True. Now, if you if if we're gonna bring it inside, then we gotta start talking about traditional roles and this, that, and the other. See, the problem is the problem is and human beings. No. We like the good stereotypes. We don't like the bad ones. So we like to keep the stuff that we like to keep and roll with that one. Yeah. And then a lot of men, we feeling like, oh, you know, we got to listen to our wives and that and the other happy wife, happy life, blah, 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 blah. And then next thing you know, you're sitting at the dinner table and the wives are sitting there basically believing all the stuff that they're saying about how horrible men are. And you just sitting there eating your soup. Nah, man. <laughs> quietly. You're eating quietly in the corner like a slave. Like, this is good See, This is good soup, Masla. This is good soup. You should definitely speak up. Motisa? You should definitely, you should definitely speak up where, where if it's in reason. But at the same time, are there some horrible dudes out there that, like, a wife can work just like he's working, and then he go go home and sit and watch the game? And she cooking dinner and then putting the dishes up, this, that, and the other. See, those are the type of dudes I want to slap too. So now I'm just saying it works. <laughs> you're a terrible person. You're a terrible. If y'all ask to stay at home playing Xbox and I come home after working X amount of hours and cook, 
Nigga, you better do the dishes. You, hey, you better get all that. You shouldn't have been on the couch in the first place. You if your woman going out working and you at home, boy, that house better be spotless, dog. With the suds I bought. Clean the dishes that I bought that you built <laughs> up. And, that, and that's you, all I'm saying. And that's all I'm saying. I just want fair is fair. Like, if, yeah, if we 50 50, if 50 50 is 50 50, yeah. then like, don't talk about me, especially in my marriage. Like, I'm a dummy. And I don't, I, I can't make good decisions. And so when you decide to get married and, you know, when we talk about not just for life relationships points, mm-hmm. but we're also talking about on the financial, when should a guy really consider getting married? Cause what are really the expectations of a man and what is really the ex- expectations of a woman and what should a woman, and, you know, I'm glad Arika's here, you know, you know, what advice should I be giving to my daughters about getting married? Because, like, I have the man perspective, but I definitely don't have the female perspective. You know so, what? Since there's a lot of dude energy right now, I think it's about time for you to go ahead and introduce our guest. All right. So we, we bring it up my girl, Arika Moore. She hey. is a practice. She's a practicing attorney licensed in two states. Like, my man got two. She's two states, Missouri and Georgia. She has two self. Oh, she has a self-published books, two books. Lost a collection of poems and diabolical tales of woe. The, and she's the wife and mother of two teenagers, is working on her third book, Unsolicited Marriage Advice. So, without mm. further ado, mm, 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 mm. I still think she got too much show to show on, but that's okay. Here's, 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 my, here's my girl, Arika. Hey. <laughs> I, I'm going to have the, the look here, America. I'm gonna have to stank look a little bit because you know she family. I think she, you know, I'm too much shoulder. You want me to go get my sweater? No. Yes. No. <laughs> you took a vote. You lost. You the one. We just we just came over the heat over 105 degrees. You know, I feel like we're all still overdressed. I feel like we're all like <laughs> right. It's, it was Speaking so wish, hot. Make that t-shirt look a little hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your hair is hanging down. Is that causing like a little heat wave around your neck? Like, Mitchie, what's going Mitchie, on? Mitchie, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah hot. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. So yes, the conversation, marriage. When should someone decide to get married financially? Because obviously, we always feel like you know, you find when you find your person. When you find your person, some people be like, it doesn't matter on looks, doesn't matter financially, doesn't matter education. But when I found my person, that's the person I should be with. However, <laughs> however, some people feel like there's certain criteria that this person needs to hit for me to even consider even dating you. Agreed? We all uh, we're all at agreeance with this one. Okay. Absolutely. I, I you know what? I don't like it. Because every time I try to be pragmatic about this topic, people are like, what about love? What about love? I'm like, nah, nah. That's where people go wrong anyway. You're always trying to find out what attributes are in the other person that should make you ready for marriage when they should be starting with themselves. You should be the type of person that you need to be find yourself first before you get married. And that means not just mentally, spiritually, but also financially. If you can't take care of yourself, if you got debt, you got bills, you got all this other stuff going on, maybe you should be working on that instead of trying to be out on dates and taking bay trips and all this other kind of stuff. But, you know, people want to take the personal responsibility out of the falling in love part. And that's where a lot of people get into trouble. 
is you usually date people at the level that you're at. So if you're at a low financial level, you're probably going to hang out with some people who don't have a problem with spending the last $20 on a bag of weed. So, I mean, then that's y'all going to stay at that same level. If you elevate yourself to, you know, another level, you'll probably start meeting other people who are different levels in their life, financially, spiritually, whatever. True. Man, I just need to go around me all the time. True. I just, I, 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 for all my conversations. Because you, but you, uh, I mean, as you date people and look at people, you also know what financial situations that you're living in and they're living in just by how they carry themselves, what kind of clothes they're wearing, what kind of car they have. I always tend to look at uh, a, a woman's car in the inside of the car. Not just like, it could be a nice BMW, but what's inside of it? We got a bunch of clothes. We got old barbecue wrappers we got i mean but if i go in and the car's clean and she has a clean place i'm like all right she has clean place doesn't matter if it's in the hood or it's in the sticks or if it's in some if it's nice inside like all right she's taking care of what's inside because that's what matters the most now if she has you know a nice tesla (laughs) and 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 there's no gas in it i'm like this is terrible what how First of all, they don't run on gas. How are you running yeah. on gas? They ain't got no gas. Of course, they ain't got no gas, bro. This is not a Tesla. This is a Gessler. I don't know yes. what, is what, is, what is this. You know, so. So, so you bring that up, Mike. But my thought process is this. And this is why I always, I would always advise a dude to wait until they 30, 35. I mean, this, it, we're generalizing here. But at least to financially stable. Because you coming at this woman with these expectations of having a clean car, this, that, and the other. And you can't be broke having your expectations and can't meet her expectations she's gonna have expectations of you you need to be who you need to be and show up to the spot with okay you know i'm i, I got six-figure job or whatever the case may be i da, 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 i'm looking for this but if you come in with nothing you basically looking for any anybody who look at you and then that's when you end up in a, a, a situation that you can't get out of you know what i'm saying you in this marriage and you end up in a divorce, y'all. Y'all don't see eye to eye. And to be honest with you, you know, I think that you know, and I could be wrong. Don't cancel me over this. I think when men ain't got the money or whatever, there's a respect level that some women won't give you until you 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 got it. Now, if you find that perfect woman or that woman who will look beyond that, love you for you, know that you about to hustle this that, and the other, cool. Then throw all the rules out the door. But we. In general speaking, I think sometimes for women, it's a tough time for them to give. You You can't be the man in their life if you're not bringing the ducats sometimes. Can you Arika, speak- would, you, would you like to <laughs> expand on that, please? Thank you. I mean, I agree to a certain extent that there are always going to be people who have these standards and they require you to live up to them. And it may or may not be associated with money. A lot of times I think it's more or less associated with status and public perception. People want to be perceived as doing well more so than actually be doing well, as long as they look good on the Internet. But like you said, wait until 35. The big part about that is when you're young, you don't have anything. So you don't expect this person to have it all together. You're both starting out in your careers. You don't really know what your financial goals are. You haven't started planning for retirement and savings and all these other things. And so you don't have these standards set for yourself. So of course you're not expecting them in your person. And then as you mature and you start developing them and your person doesn't, then now you're at two different levels and you have a problem because you've matured in some ways and they haven't. That's a huge problem with getting married young is that you grow and change into different people. Some people are able to grow apart and back together and over and over again, the whole couple of lifetimes of relationships. 
But a lot of people who, when they meet really young and they turn into whoever it is they're going to be as an adult, they can't align those new values that they've picked up with might be work ethic, might be saving strategies. It might be retirement goals. It might be anything, but those financial goals usually don't develop until you start getting further on into your career. At first, you're just happy to be getting a check. So until you get to be to that point where you're actually setting goals and having type of financial values and finding out what your financial values are, it's hard to pick a person that has them. Right. Yeah. Armand had mentioned that you had gotten married early at what age and what level were you guys at financially? Were y'all both on the same here or, you know, what was, uh, I met my husband when I was 16. So imagine and he was 17. We didn't have any financial goals or know anything else. We were very content with coming up with bottle money for the weekend (laughs) playing spades and which campus party we were going to. And if we could get it. He was fine though. He was fine. Was- he knew how to dress. Mm, 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 mm. But at sixteen, that's, that's you, you better at least know how to play spades. You better not get me set, and you should be- definitely know how to dress. So-, you see, so we had different values back then. Yeah. <laughs> and now, if he had came to me at this age with a bottle of Mad Dog, I'd be like, "Sir, you hate me. <laughs> Don't even ever speak to me again." Who is this person? I was like, "Ooh, you got liquor." Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. So, yeah, so you can see that. But you guys obviously were able to elevate and push each other to go because you guys wouldn't have still been married. Correct. We got divorced and remarried. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The plot thickens. And that's why you were talking about we would grow out. Now, what was, if you don't mind me asking, what was the breaking point to get divorced? Was it financial or other situations? Um, I would say financial had a lot to do with it just because when you're young and you have two young children, a lot of times at the point where you're like, I see my check. I feel like I'm making a lot of money. (laughs) Why do I feel like I can't do what I want to do or go where I want to go? And these things are easier to understand with hindsight that we were just really, if we had organized better or budgeted better or communicated better, we could have really moved around a lot of the problems that we were having. But instead, we would just be like, well, forget it. I'm about to take this money and head to Strokers. And then whatever happens after that happens after that. It's like, oh, well, you went to Strokers last weekend. I'm at Strokers this weekend. Now it's, you know, now you need to know it really doesn't matter. And the the, the crazy thing about it is, you know, they, you know, her and Brandon and my parents are exception to the rules, right? Like, a lot of people who get married like right out of high school and stuff like that end up getting divorced at a higher rate than people out of college. And it just goes to show you, like, you know, the more the longer you're able to wait to get married. Now, you know, and we can talk about this, but you know, women, I keep getting told that women can't wait as long as dudes can. Um, you know, because you know, if you're trying to have a family and this, that, and the other, and da 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 da. But you know, you know, for me, which is a lie, which is a lie. Cause you could always go buy a kid. You go buy a kid, just like you go to build a bear. You go Amazon. You can always buy a baby. There's plenty. Well, of you kids. can just not have any. Oh. I know a lot of perfectly happy people that don't have children. They so, have dogs. They have cats. They have lizards. They have nieces. They have nephews. And then they, they have vacations. They have savings. They have surrogates <laughs> now. They have, trips, can- they have vacations. They have a. They have privacy, and they have the thing that people lose out on, which is privacy and a 
peace of mind. So, 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 you know, like I said, I, you know, my nephew, and if I had a son, I'd be like, yo, man, you know, because the thing about waiting till 30, 35 and being financially secure, I know I say it in a, in a uh, very like simple way, but there's other things that come along with waiting till you're 30, 35 and you're financially secure. You know yourself a little bit better. You, you kind of know how money works. You, you know, you knew you didn't have any money before, so you have no one else to blame. You can't blame that woman when you didn't have no money before. It ain't her fault, this, that, and the other. Also, on top of that, you got, you're able to get yourself established. If she's working, then y'all can kind of bring things together and maybe save a little bit better and, and then start building together. Um, you know, having conversations about money now that you understand it is different than being 28 or at my age, having a kid, and like still just trying to figure it all out. And so, you know, I told my nephew, you know, you can always wait till 35, marry someone who's 28 or whatever the case may be and, and do that. I don't know if women necessarily have the same option. You know, if, if I was having a daughter, I'd be like, yo, trap a man down at 25. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> if you want to have babies the natural way or whatever the case may be, but at the same time, do realize that you still need to be busting your butt to get yourself financially secure. And if you do got yourself a good dude at 25, he's still trying to figure him. I need you to be a little bit more mature than him. And I, I'm trying to raise my daughters to be a little bit more enlightened. I feel like I'm failing in this. So they might need to wait till 30. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, you, what you mentioned about the kids too, you don't realize how that situation impacts the kids. Like, so for my son, he's older. He'll be 18 this year. He remembers moving from place to place because we got to get a new apartment. Uh oh, I'm frozen. Uh -oh. I mean, are we trying to start over to rebuild and pick a place and stay there? That's the only reason why we still stuck in Missouri because, boy, once these kids graduate, we out of here. But it's the stability. They don't have it. It's the knowing that, you know, this is the place I'm going to grow up. I'm going to always have these friends, things like that. Understanding how money works. Like my son, he's like, he's like a money hoarder. He's like, you are mine. <laughs> I'm not worried about this dude ever having money. That's my daughter on the other hand is like me. She'd be like, you know what? I always get some more money later. <laughs> Let me go ahead and do whatever it is I want to do right now. My son is like, you know, my friends are going on a couple more trips, but nah, I need to work a few more weeks before I go off to college. I'm like, fine. So, and I think that it's a good fine medium. You don't want to someone that's always, you know, tricking off their money, but you also want people missing off on quality of life because they're trying to save money. So right. the, the, the trick is to do a little bit of both. So I think so, you're doing a great job. So the question to you is, man, you, you earn a, a, a beautiful you know, in position to have a son and a daughter. Uh -huh. So at first I want to hear the financial advice you would give your son. Like, do you agree with what I'm saying? And then would you give that same advice to your daughter when they're trying to find their mates? What, what should they be looking for? Financially speaking, not that they're hot or this, any other, like, are you going to tell your daughter just fall in love and if he happens to be like some dude who likes to carry around mad dog all the time and nothing else, like, is, is that okay with you? Like, is he part of the family or what exactly are you going to like coach her on and be like, Hey, what are you going to bring home to mama? What, 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 what son-in-law are you going to bring home? I would love to hear this. So 
first, we've already talked about this. <laughs> I'm giving the same advice to my son that I'm going to give to my daughter. Because <laughs> they are individuals. <laughs> they need the same advice. Let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish. finish. give the same advice. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Let her finish. So my advice is first, find yourself. Establish yourself. Um, I never lived alone. I've never lived alone in my whole life. I've been somebody's wife, girlfriend, mother my whole life. And so I've never had to take full responsibility for where all the money goes. You know what I mean? Like I got to make money and obviously I have to sustain our household and everything, but there's never been a, like you said, if you don't got it, it's because you did it. <laughs> you know, it's not because the kids needed something extra or something else. It's you. So you need to know how to maintain and run a household by yourself. That means cleaning it. That means cooking for yourself, taking care of yourself, budgeting, saving, Set clear financial goals for yourself, because if you have clear financial goals already set before you meet someone else, then you already can tell if they align with what you're trying to do or not. That means whether they want to have kids, whether they want to have 10 or two, because that matters financially. And then it's like whether or not they believe in, you know, having life insurance, building college funds, all of these things matter. But if you don't already have that established within yourself, then you're at a disadvantage already whenever you meet someone. It's a lot easier to say, hey. You and I have a, a nice vibe, but our goals don't really align. So let's just be friends and keep it pushing. It's a lot easier to do that when you know exactly who you are and what your goals are. So I feel like as long as they do that, they'll be able to make good decisions. They're good humans. We always said we just want to make humans that we would want to kick it with. And they're cool. We like kicking it with them. So I think they'll be okay either way, relationship-wise. I'm more worried about them financially. That's why I had to get myself a financial plan so I can get me together, so I can get them together. <laughs> Good. That was probably one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. I know, right? <laughs> so, so I, I still kind of disagree just because, you know, I do think men and women tackle things a little bit differently. I know I just can't. I came on the podcast and it's like 50-50. It should be the same. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 100-100, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100-100, whatever the case may be. But, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I, I do think men in general look we're more visual we, we're looking for something different than in general women looking into men and so i think that little aspect changes things you know so i feel, I feel, I feel our minds speaking from a, a old-fashioned type of style whereas a lot of women nowadays they're kind of like they'll they're great to go dutch they're they actually would love to go dutch with someone and my father would tell me that if I always be a gentleman, but if she's offering to pay, let her pay. But also, don't just take advantage of that. And my mother had told me the exact same time. Even though she is wanting to pay, you should still pay because there's going to be times that you're probably not going to be able to pay and she's going to be able to pay. So if this is your partner, you can definitely go Dutch. And there's times that are going to want to treat you. They're going to want to treat you because you've treated them all this time. You should have someone that's almost as equal as you're doing it for us. Now, if you're doing the always paying and they do the whole slowly grabbing their wallet to pay, <laughs> they weren't going to pay in the first place. <laughs> they weren't going to pay in the first place. So just pay it and keep it pushing and keep it moving and don't be with that person. But for the person that's actually going to offer, be like, hey, let's go to the movies. I get the tickets. You get the snacks. That's that's something that people are now doing. You know what I'm saying? People have been doing that. So I feel that, you know, raising a child, I mean, you've got the perfect, you know, Armand asked the perfect question to the perfect person and he didn't get the answer he wanted. So now he wants to say <laughs> he, dis he disagreed with it. 
I know I disagree. I, I agree with most of what she said. I just think the strategy should be a little different. And I'm going to call the flag on the play on that, on what you're saying. Oh, it's a little old fashioned. Yes, women are going Dutch. We're doing Dutch. We're doing more 50 50 and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, you know, men do not look at women's finances and judge whether or not we're going to be with them for the most part. Like you could be working at Burger King as long as you are cute, have some kind of good hand on your shoulder, this, that, the other. I you think could be working at Burger King and have finances. You could, huh? you, could, you could be working at Burger King and be managing your budget, have savings. I was just giving one look at Burger King, Papa Four, whatever, whatever. I'm just are saying. The, are you the manager of Burger King? <laughs> they, we are not looking at your 1040 going, girl, you ain't over 50. Da, 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 da. You ain't over this amount. We are not checking for that. If she's the manager yeah. of Burger King, if she's the manager, if of she's the manager, then she making good cool. money. But if I'm, she's just, like, saying, yeah. I'm just saying, we there are, are not men and women who do both, though. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I could be working at Burger King right now. men and all the girls are dating girls. I could be working at Burger King right now, trying to holler at a lawyer, and she'd be like, "Boy, you better make my fries and shut up." <laughs> That's not necessarily true. true. It, I'm, we, we speaking generally speaking. <laughs> generally speaking. Yes, yes. Could could it happen? Absolutely. But generally speaking, when you're talking to women, men need to be able to have a job. Men need to basically be able to, to provide a little bit more. That is a general stereotype that I think kind of holds up a little bit more so. I'm not saying there's not exceptions. It's, it's definitely don't like, sit here and say, don't sit are, here and tell me are, that you know. there are exceptions. However, I feel like not that many people subscribe to the type of thinking you're saying. Not the people who subscribe to that. Whereas, look at K Fed, he was Britney's backup dancer. Mm. Yeah, that lasted a long Not time. only her husband, but the father of her children. Uh, and where's he at? <laughs> And then you bring up Britney and then you bring up Britney Spears, who like, again, like for instance, Diana having a tough time finding someone who makes the kind of money she makes. So like whoever she's getting with. But I'm talking about hmm? more people date from their traumas than from anything else. And if your trauma is that you grew up poor and, you know, in an unstable environment, yes, you're going to be looking for someone who has more stability and that's usually financial, but that's not necessarily them saying, Hey, I only want a man that has this. It might be somebody showing them stability when they've never seen that or never had that. Or same thing. If you're somebody who's rich and you can do everything for yourself, but you can't trust the people around you. And now you got a backup dancer or whatever that's holding your hand and make you feel like a real person instead of just, you know, a means to an end or money or something, then that's going to be something that she's going to gravitate towards. That's not a stereotype. That's just personal trauma responses where people are looking for what they haven't been receiving in their life. Unfortunately, a lot of minorities grow up in a state of lack. And so we're looking for financial growth, financial stability. And so those things do play an important part in who we pick. However, I don't think that that's a man woman thing. I think that's a person thing. Oh, so you basically just dressed up what I said. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. In, it's a, all good. in, a, in a more progressive way, you're so like, you know. Yeah, you said men you know, is I'm a man when I say, <laughs> finances, this, that, and the other. No, <laughs> baby, 
you know what I do when I make my money? I'm providing you with stability. You know what I'm saying? A nice solid home. This, that, and the other. Da, 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 da. You ain't got to move around. Da, 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 da. Hey, I'm providing you stability. It's not that I make a lot of money. No, it's because I'm providing you stability. And you know what? I already got the stability there. I just need a woman to hold me down. So I'm not checking for your finances. What I need is my ace boo-hoo who's going to be behind me and have my back, baby, and look pretty doing it. That's yeah, you just dress it up, but hey, it's cool, baby. It's cool. <laughs> but if people, if people do come from a certain uh, financial background or economic insecurity where they can't, they are willing to hustle to get their coin, whether they're a man or a female, and they recognize they stand by somebody that has overcome their obstacles as well. That's something that people gravitate to. So mm -hmm. and, and, and before we wrap this up, let me, you know, and Arika said a very good point. Who in America suffers the most from financial instability? And I'm talking about color and women. Who suffers the most from financial insecurity in America right now? Well, I mean, when black women have financial insecurity, that impacts the whole black family because they're raising the men. Exactly. And so they are looking for the fun. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying they make 64 cents on the dollar. This that the they have a lot of financial right. and they're looking for stability. Hey, shout out to Monique. She just got a deal with uh Netflix. So you know what I'm saying? So right. 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 becoming the most educated people in America, too. And it's messed up that they still have financial insecurity. And so that's what I'm saying is it's not because of, it's not because they are not working hard and not trying to better themselves. It is because where we all started, which is not where this podcast was going to be about. We can have a whole other podcast on that. But what I am saying to you is basically what what you said. And 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 women tend to make less than men too. So when you said, "Hey, women are looking for stability because of the trauma that they go through." It is not surprising that they're looking for someone who can provide a financial stability. So, I mean, maybe what I said, I said it very traditional, old school, but it would make sense. <laughs> right? You're not an idiot. Yes. I'm not an idiot. Say I'm, it. Not gonna be wrong. I'm not going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note, thank you so much <laughs> for showing it us. And uh, making sure our mind is not completely wrong and he's not completely right. So, uh, is there anything, how, how can uh, people can get in contact with you? How can uh, people can see your beautiful dimples? How can people get a hold of you? What you uh, do you have anything you should plug? Um, mostly I just be on my Instagram, where okay. it's author underscore Arika underscore Nicole N Y C O L E. Just sent you a friend request. Oh, <laughs> And uh, thank you guys so much for joining. If you like the content and you like the podcast, you can always check with us next week, any week, all the weeks. We're talking about financial stuff. If you have any other questions, please DM me or DM uh, Armand. You can find me at uh, Schnooks or at The Real Mike Jones on IG. And you can find Armand. Where at? Uh, you can find me at The Financial Effect. You can also find me at Croon Financial. You can also uh, find me on Facebook, baby. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And remember, money is funny. Tune in next week where we're talking more. We'll have more of this conversation. The more we're the talking about marriage and yes. commingling, the whole nine. So now we're going to get into actually commingling the funds. Woo!
know, tune in next week. We'll be talking about the Coming. See you in my pockets. Have a good night, guys. Take care. All right. Bye. Music by Stream Beats.